Supergirl Radio, your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson, and since my usual co-host Morgan Glennon was unavailable for this hour of the DC TV podcast charity event, I'm joined by Jordan Valdez of Multiverse Musings, a DC Comics podcast. Welcome to Supergirl Radio, Jordan. I'm glad we're finally getting you on the podcast. Hey, absolutely. I really appreciate you having me. Uh, I'm really excited to talk about what I think was a phenomenal uh, season of Supergirl. So, uh, yeah, I really appreciate you having me. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited to hear your thoughts um, because for this episode of Supergirl Radio, we are going to be ho- uh, hosting the third annual Supergirl Radio Awards. This is the third time that we've done this. And what that means is if you've never done it with us, we'll be selecting winners for each of our categories. And if you're in the chat room, of course, feel free to submit your picks along with us. So it's, it's very interactive. I encourage you to be interactive. Throw out your faves and your picks. And uh, I, I'm very curious because I haven't seen Jordan's picks. So I don't know what he's, he, he he's going to choose. I don't know. He doesn't know what I'm going to choose. So we're all going to be surprised together. Um, but before we get to that, uh, I want to remind everybody that if you can, head over to dctvpodcast.com slash fundraiser and donate uh, whatever you can to make a wish. If you donate, you'll automatically be entered into a giveaway that includes an autographed uh, comic signed by Sterling Gates a poster of The Flash, of Supergirl. Uh, we've got some Justice League posters. And T Public, you know, DC TV Podcast has a T Public store. I'm not sure if you're aware. You probably are if you listen to Super Supergirl Radio. But T Public is going to put a, uh, put together a goodie bag for us full of all uh, DC TV merch. So that's, that's very exciting. So we've got a whole bunch of prizes. So if you want to donate, you'll be uh, entered into a raffle to win some cool stuff. So we are so close, you guys. We're at thirteen oh five. We're at one thousand three hundred five dollars. Our goal is fifteen hundred dollars. Let's see if we can get there by the end of the Supergirl Radio Hour. I think we can do it. Let's be super together. And uh, you know, El Mayara, stronger together, guys. We got to do it. We got to get to fifteen hundred. So uh, if you can give anything, anything is appreciated. So let's do it. All right. So we've got the uh, all the the plugs out of the way for the fundraiser. I uh, hope everybody participates in that. And now. You can participate in uh, putting your opinion out there and selecting some categories with us. So, uh, Jordan, we're going to start with favorite episode of season three. So we separate these out uh, by favorite episode and best episode because sometimes they are different. Sometimes they can be the same, but sometimes they're different. So what was your favorite episode of season three of Supergirl? For me, they are going to be the same. And my favorite episode and what I thought was the best episode is Midvale. Mm. I, I'm a huge Smallville fan. And seeing this episode, that was just, the whole episode was such a love letter to Smallville. I mean, you had, they used the same high school as the one from Smallville. Um, they had a Chloe Sullivan name drop when um, Kara <laughs> and Alex were working with her. You had Erica Durant in the episode. You had a car accident on a bridge. You had a <laughs> telescope in this episode. And you had a corrupt sheriff which was a storyline from Smallville. I had the season two episode Suspect where the same thing happened. So, I mean, just, I, I would love it if we got like a Midvale episode every season. Like, I think this year they did it because I think Melissa and Kyler were busy filming the uh, crossover. So like if every year for the crossover, if we've got an episode in Midvale, I mean, that would be amazing. But yeah, this episode, such an amazing love letter to Smallville. And I thought it was, I thought it was amazing. You missed another Smallville connection in that episode. Helen Slater. Helen Slater, that's right. <laughs> that's, Laura. That's yes. right. That's right. She was on Smallville as well. Um, that's a great episode. Uh, I, I think for me, uh, we, we might get to that for me. Uh, but for me, uh, I had to pick Legion of Superheroes as my favorite episode. That one for me is the, the episode that I rewatched the most. I enjoyed watching that so much. I just watched it over and over and over again uh, for a couple of reasons. Um, we did get the first appearance of Streaky the Supercat, although he wasn't really super on the show. Uh, well, but we don't know. Maybe he did have superpowers. We just didn't see him. Uh, but Streaky showed up. Uh, there were some Kara brainy moments. Um, I loved that she had to, uh, Kara had to embrace the human side of her, the Kara Danvers side of her, to get out of her mind prison slash coma loft. 
Uh, I really love that. I love the shot of her trying to break out with her heat vision. That stuff was so great. But uh, as a Kara fan, I, I thought that, that was the, the episode that I really thought was so great for Kara in season three. So I would give it up to Legion of Superheroes. Uh, let's see what the chat is saying. There's a lot of love for Midvale. Uh, ooh, Jesso1384 uh, says the faithful for its Kryptonian religion info. Yes, we did get a, a big uh, uh, exposition dump about the uh, religion of faith of Rao and the, the Kryptonian witches and the children of Rao cult. We got a lot of Thomas Coville, uh, who we call T. Co., uh, our favorite <coughs> cult leader of season three. Uh, he was in there. So there's a lot of uh, Midvale references, Legion of Superheroes. Uh, Triggers was a, also a really good episode. Um, got, yeah, lots of people saying Midvale, so a lot of people are agreeing with you, Jordan. Uh, it was a great, <laughs> great. Smallville group. love maybe so in the in the chat. So uh, yeah, I I just thought as a Smallville fan, I mean, you you can't ask for more than that. So that's true. That's true. And uh, the one hundred eighth sage in the chat says the existence of Kryptonite X has ne- neither been proven nor disproven on Earth thirty eight. That's very true. Streaky could get uh, infected with Kryptonite X at some point and develop superpowers. Let's not give up hope. If we still hope that Snapper Car is going to snap sometime on the show, <laughs> let's just keep hoping that maybe Streaky the Supercat will actually be super. All right, so we've picked our favorite episode of season three. So let's get to best episode. Which which episode of the season, Jordan, did you think just knocked it out of the park? Was the best uh, that the uh, season had to offer? Yeah, again for me, I, I mean, I, I feel bad that I'm picking the same episode. That's okay. Actually, it's allowed. Actually, but, okay, all right, cool. Then then Midvale. Uh, I'll keep it simple and I'll say Midvale again. I not only was my favorite, but I did think it was the best. Well, I would actually agree with you on this one. I, I thought, you know, for for a little bit, I was thinking about uh, episode 309 uh, called Rain. That mm-hmm. that was my first instinct because Rain, like, it had this crazy ending fight where Supergirl got beat up and it was, I, it was shocking to me. Like, the next day when I went into work, people wanted to, it was like a water cooler moment. People wanted to talk <laughs> to me about that episode. Um, but the more I thought about it, I had to give it up to Mail uh, to Midvale uh, too because it was, it was a simple story. I mean, they just you know they were trying to find the the killer of their their friend Kenny, and uh, they, it was this backstory. It was the origin story of the Danvers sisters becoming the Danvers sisters. It was really really simple, but I was really impressed that it so heavily relied on these two younger actresses to play the lead characters of the show. And they did it so beautifully. It was like we were watching Melissa and Kyler just like in their younger years. It felt like it, they were just like mini clones. Uh, so I, I was really impressed with the acting. It also had Helen Slater, which I really liked. I feel like the Danvers need more love on the show. So I was all, I'm always glad to see more Helen Slater. Uh, so Midvale, I think, was the best that the, uh, the season had to offer. Uh, let's see... What does the chat say? Oh, oh, there's a mention of Shot Through the Heart, also a great episode that had the karaoke um, and, <laughs> and, the, and the flying monkeys. And uh, Wynn's Mother Mary, played by Laurie Metcalf, great episode. Uh, Rachel uh, says Midvale, but also The Faithful and The Fanatical. Good episodes. Let's see. Let's see if anybody else has some other picks. Yeah, Comica Girl says got to go with Midvale again. It's totally allowed. It's allowed in the Supergirl Radio Awards rule book that you can pick both. Okay, so we've gone over, like, the, the greatest episodes of the season. Let's get to what we call the episode that maybe could have been better, <laughs> which is a nice way to put it. Um, so, Jordan, wh- which episode of season three do you think maybe could have used uh, some improvement? Well, here's the thing. I think, and this just goes to show just how phenomenal a season I think this was, because even this episode I still think was a great episode, but I'll tell you what my issue was with it. And the episode I'm referring to is Triggers. And I did think this was a great episode of Supergirl, but my problem, and I think I've actually talked to you about this before, Rebecca, is that Supergirl had already fought Psy in Sterling Gates' tie-in comics, Adventures of Supergirl. And so it frustrated me immensely in this episode, because the, the whole time... I was watching this episode, I was yelling at my TV, or rather my computer, actually. I think that's how I was watching the episode. I was yelling, like, you already fought her. And, I mean, 
I, I could rationalize that it's two different ver- two different villains named Psy because they did have different backstories. Um, um, I think the Psy in the comics was actually from Krypton, was a Fort Ross prisoner, prisoner, and then the Psy, and then the Psy we actually wound up seeing played very well by uh, Yale Grobless. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that name correctly. I I, I pronounced it Yael Yael Grobless, but uh, on Supergirl Radio we've been notoriously mispronouncing uh, Marin's name all season. But the, the <laughs> show, but the show like went back and forth on it, so I don't think we were wrong. We were just confused as the show was. It's like Roz and Rage. Yeah, yeah. You just say whatever you want to say. It's fine. Okay, okay. Well, anyway, I thought I thought she did a she did a great job in the role, but it's like it just frustrates me when there when there's tie-in material that doesn't get acknowledged. And I think Sterling Gates was even in the writers' room this year, so it just surprises me too that um that that well you know that he didn't that, that they didn't address the fact that and even if it had been a that even if it had been a throwaway line, if they had wanted to say that it was two different versions of Psy, um like two different villains both named Psy, because like I said, the one in the comics I think was a Fort Ross prisoner, the one we actually saw in the show wasn't um if supergirl had just had a line like oh that's not a very original name i already fought somebody named Sai, something like that it would have made up for it for me but it just it just bugged me a little bit but still a great episode yeah sterling gates was actually a writer on the flash th- this season so he may on not have flash. he may not have been able to uh say much uh, in terms of well, that. just down the hall right they i know just, just tell tell them what they need to do sterling it's fine uh but yeah so it was a little different in, in adventures of supergirl uh, which, if you've never read them, g- go run to Comixology and buy the Adventures of Supergirl comics by Sterling Gates. Fantastic, fantastic yeah. reads. Um, yeah, I, I really liked Psy, although they took some liberties with her. They had her doing, like, nursery rhymes for some reason. I don't know. That's not, like, a thing she does in the comics. It's very weird. But I, I did like seeing the... Uh, the, the way that she used her powers where Kara like thought she was seeing herself in the pod. Some of that was pretty cool, but uh, I can, I can see your irritation with it. Cause it does seem like the adventures of Supergirl stuff is not Canon. So, yeah. Uh, so it, it's, and, and Arrow did a similar thing this se- this season when they did the Deathstroke two parter. And we'd already sort of, we'd gotten those flashbacks essentially in the Arrow vengeance novel um, and then they basically change things for the for the actual show. So you know, it just a little bit. It doesn't take it doesn't you know ruin it for me or anything. But it just takes away from it a little bit for me that when they did that. So well, Jordan, you know that the show has forgotten that Fort Ross exists. Although they did have that one episode called Fort Ross where they went to Fort Ross. I shouldn't have said that. Uh, With Sarah Douglas. Yes, with Ursa from uh, the Christopher Reeve Superman movies. So they sometimes forget that Fort, Fort Ross exists, and then they're like, oh, by the way, here's an episode called Fort Ross. It's very confusing. Uh, they, <laughs> they bring it in when they want to. Uh, and Rachel has a good question in the chat. Uh, is is Real, Real Docs from the Adventures of Supergirl comics actually a Kaluan in the show instead of not being one in those comics? Um, that's a good question. I would really like to see Real Docs uh, show up on the, the TV series. Um, in the comics, he is green, though. So I don't think he would vibe with, <laughs> with the, the way the Kaluans have been depicted on the show with the, the blue makeup. I don't think he would fit in very well. He, he might need to have his own personal image inducer like Brainy Brainy 5 has right now. Um, so I don't know how that would, would jive, but it would be cool to see him. Um, for me, the episode that could use some improvement, uh, the episode that maybe could have been better, the official category, uh, for me, hands down, not Kansas. Uh, that was, it was an episode. I'll say that. Uh, it was, it was just, uh, it just felt really divisive to me. It was all that gun control stuff. And then you had the Cara and Monel stuff where it looked like Cara might have an affair with a married man. And it was, kind, it was really hard to watch <laughs> for me. Um, and then, and then the next episode, I, I don't know if it would tie into it, but they totally contradicted themselves in that, in the next episode regarding the, the weapons and the gun control. So it was very confusing. Uh, the writing could have improved with that whole thing. So I'm going to have to say not Kansas. Um, let's see. I think there were a few not Kansas mentions. Uh, let's see if there's anybody else in the chat who wants to make a, uh, make a selection on these episode, uh, categories. Uh, oh, Jesso, uh, 1384 says, uh, she was disappointed by the lack, lack of use of, of Saturn girl. I would agree with that. Uh, Saturn Girl has become one of my favorite Legionnaires. I've, I've been reading a lot of Legion comics, 
And she's actually pretty awesome in the comics. So she didn't get as much time as I would have liked for her to get. Um, but maybe she could come back. They can always come back from the future. That's totally yeah. that's totally possible. I don't maybe we or, haven't or maybe seen they'll go maybe they'll go to the future next year. Now, that's something that I was wondering about. Maybe we'll see that. Wouldn't that be cool? I would I would be down for that. I maybe would, Wynn needs some help at some point and he's like, Hey, can can you can you guys give me a hand <laughs> here in the future? And you know, maybe they could do that for an episode. I feel like I was sort of expecting it to happen at some point this year, but I think that they maybe did. I mean, they went to Argo City, and I feel like that sort of was was what I would have been expecting from them going to the future. So maybe they used their budget on that and their time, too. <laughs> but I love that, so I'm not complaining. But it would be cool next year if they went to the 31st century. Yeah, you can only do so many road trips in, in Jean's uh, shape-shifting space car. Uh, they went to yeah. Mars. They, they went to Argo City, so they had a lot of road, road trips. So they'll have to save the road trip to the future uh, for another season. But I would definitely like to see that happen. Okay, so we're still going on episode categories. So the the next one is the underrated episode that more people should be talking about. So Jordan, what's an episode in season three that you're like, man, this this episode's not getting enough love? Which one would you pick? Okay, well, I did pick Midvale originally because that episode just can never get enough love. <laughs> in my opinion. Like, there's there's no love that would that would be enough for how great that episode is. But just to counter you, because I did love the episode, not Kansas. <laughs> That's okay. So I guess I'll throw that one in now too, given that given that you named it in the last category. So I guess I will say because I, I did love it, so I thought I I would give some love to that episode. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Like I said, the Argo City stuff for me was such a highlight of this season, and so seeing all the stuff with Kara and Monel there, I thought it was really cool, and I loved. I just loved the architecture, the design that went into what they did with Argo City. Seeing Erica Durant, I mean, an episode, any all the episodes that we're having on her, I mean, just it, it was so. Supergirl has just just done such a phenomenal job with legacy uh, casting all the way back to season one. And I mean, that's uh, I'm going to talk later about another great example of that this season. But certainly with Erica Durant, I mean, that was that was amazing. So, yeah, I, I love that. Not Kansas. Yeah, I enjoyed the Argo stuff, too. I wish we'd gotten to spend more time there, though. That was my only beef with the Argo City stuff. I, I wish I wish we had really gotten to, to really spend time with Kara there and, you know, have Kara spend more time with her mother. It felt like. Kara spent more time with Monel than she did with her mother, who she thought was dead. <laughs> like, uh, that would have been my preference anyway. Um, but that's totally fair. Uh, we can disagree. It's fine. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm actually glad someone enjoyed, enjoyed that episode. <laughs> so I'm glad you picked it. Uh, let's, well, thank you. Let's see. Uh, there's some love for Wake Up. Yeah, that's a pretty good episode. Uh, that's the episode where uh, we find uh, Monel from the space, the, the little pod. And uh, he roughs up some people in the DEO, and there's that great scene with Kara where she faces him, and she's crying, and she's like, you know, is it you? It's, it's a pretty good episode. Uh, Shot Through the Heart, also a great episode. Lots of Toy Man goodness. A casket blows up. I mean, there's a, there's a giant dinosaur in that episode. Yeah, you can't go wrong with Shot, from, uh, Shot Through the Heart. Let's see. Um, oh, just real quick, we have an update from Andy from the Flash Podcast who says, guys, we are so close, just 12% away from hitting our goal. So, yes, if you haven't donated and you would like to give some money to make a wish to bring a smile to a kid's face and let them have the best day of their lives, uh, go to dctvpodcast.com slash fundraiser. Let's get to that $1,500 goal. Okay, so we're going to get back to an uh, episode that more people should be uh, giving some love to. Um, Jessa1384 says, uh, Fort Roz, also a great episode, um, has the death of Livewire made me very upset, but <laughs> I really, because uh, Livewire was one of my favorite characters, uh, but uh, great episode. It, it featured the dream team of uh, Supergirl, Saturn Girl, Livewire, and Psy. Great, great team up. All right, so let's get back to giving out some more awards. Uh, well, and actually, I got to name my episode uh, of the episode that more people uh, should be talking about. I would pick the episode For Good. This was a solid Lena-centric episode, and it had a surprise bonus of getting to see Lillian Luther. And not only just any old Lillian Luther. This was Lillian Luther in the Lexo suit. I mean, come on. Come on. Nobody saw that coming. That, that was, was exciting. <laughs> that, that was amazing. Uh, Lillian Luther is uh, like, she should be around all the time. I miss her so much. Every time she shows up on the series, I'm like, I sit up a little straighter. 
my attention is <laughs> more on point. So I would like to see her uh, show back up again. Um, and it also has, there's a scene where Kara has to save Lena's life by using her super breath, which is a pretty cool use of her powers. Um, so, and uh, it even features Morgan Edge. You may have forgotten that Morgan Edge was in season three, but he's in that episode. <laughs> he disappeared for the second half of season three, but he's in for good. So uh, I, re- I thought that was a, a solid episode and I don't hear my- many people talking about it. All right. I, I think good chance we do see more Lena, uh, sorry, Lillian next year, as I think, I think we're getting closer and closer to seeing more of Lena's descent into villainy, and I think that, I mean, it would be just natural for, for Lillian to, to play into that. I've always liked the parallel, again, going back to Smallville, I've always seen parallels between Lena and Lillian oh, on, yeah. uh, on Supergirl and Lex and, uh, and Lionel on Smallville, so I, I could totally see Lillian playing he- more heavily into next season. Oh yeah, Lillian's like that little devil on her shoulder who's like you can be bad. It's in you. You're a Luther. Be bad. <laughs> she's she's always she's always tempting Lena to go that way. Uh, but yeah, it'll be in, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Lena in the future because there were a couple of times this season that she had some beef with Supergirl over that kryptonite, and Lena now can uh, make all the kryptonites. I guess she can make black kryptonite. She can make green kryptonite. We haven't seen her make red kryptonite, but she can go chat with Maxwell Lord. Uh, and uh, make some red kryptonite. So uh, can he come back, please? I, I want to see him again. <laughs> I, I've missed. I've missed Maxwell Lord. Yes, I think Maxwell Lord and Lena Luthor should team up and just make a, a big thing, of, like just all the kryptonite. They should just get together and make kryptonite and and have a party. I think that would be an episode that I would like to watch. <laughs> uh, uh, so all right, so we've picked all of our episode categories. So let's get to the acting categories. So best actress of season 3, Jordan, who would you give it to? Got to go with Melissa. I mean, she was she's phenomenal as always going back all the way to season 1. I've always thought she was phenomenal as Supergirl, but also this season in the crossover getting to play Overgirl, and I thought she did such an amazing job playing uh a different version of um, of the same character, you know, pulling a Tom Cavanaugh here. Um, and, uh, yeah, I thought she did an amazing job um, there and just throughout the season. Uh, d- definitely, I would, I would give it to Melissa. That's a solid choice. You can't go wrong with Melissa Benoist. Uh, she is fantastic, and that's a great point about Overgirl. She really carried that crossover, I felt like. I mean, yeah, we had Oliver Queen and the Dark Arrow and all that stuff, but yeah, 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 yeah. But Melissa, like, she was kind of the big, uh, she really carried that episode in terms of the Kara story and the Overgirl story and how Overgirl was trying to basically rip out her heart, you know, uh, Snow White, Evil Queen style. (laughs) Uh, So uh, I I thought she was great in that as well. Uh, For me, I would actually give it up to Odette Annable this season. She also had to play a dual uh, dual roles, but she had to do it all season long. And she had to play one character who didn't quite know what was going on with her. She was a mother who cared about her daughter and uh, didn't quite know what was happening to her in terms of her powers. And she was kind of scared. And then she had to play this other, like, murderous, Kryptonian, evil uh, world killer who was out to to bring people to justice. And she was working with uh, other world killers and Kryptonian witches and she was a real threat. And I, I thought Odette really uh, made each of those distinctions very believable. And uh, I felt for Samantha when things were bad for her. And I was scared of Rain when she was doing something crazy. So uh, I would definitely give it, a, uh, give it up to Odette in season three. Um, anybody? I won't argue there. I thought, she was, I thought she was excellent, too, for the very reasons you stated. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Um, I I guess uh, people enjoyed me uh, giving shade uh, about uh, Dark Oliver, Dark Arrow on uh, the crossover. But, I mean, let's be honest. Melissa did a better job of conveying two different uh, people. I'm just, I'm just, it's just an opinion, guys. Just an opinion. (laughs) Uh, I I thought Steven was great, too, but I I don't know. That's just me. (laughs) he, he, He was okay. He was, he was fine. We'll go, we'll go with that. He was serviceable in the crossover. Uh, but I thought Melissa was the standout there. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of love for uh, Melissa and Odette as well. Um, people are saying Overgirl was creepy. She definitely was. Um, let's see. 
I think, let's see. I guess that's all our picks in the chat for Best Actor. So let's move on to Best Actor. Uh, who would you pick, Jordan, for uh, Best Actor of Season 3? This was a little bit of a tough one to me for me because I was, I was debating between two different actors, but I wound up going with the one who had more screen time, um, and that would be David Harewood. I mean, that guy, the way that guy conveys emotion is just, it always, he makes me cry. When he like when he cries, I cry, and so like I I just think David Harewood, his whole storyline this season with um his father and Carl Lumley um was the other person I had in the running for best actor because I and part of that is because I loved him as Martian Manhunter on Just League of Just League Unlimited, so there's the legacy casting aspect of it, but then part of it was just because so many of the scenes that I was thinking about here, it was scenes between the two of them, so I was debating back and forth, and I wound up giving it to David. Just because, yeah, he had more screen time over the course of the season. Obviously, he's a series regular, whereas Carl Lumley wasn't. Uh, but really, just that was the thing that really stood out to me this season was such an emotional storyline that they gave Jean this season. And so I loved what David Harewood did. Yeah, the Martian season, scenes in season three between Jean and his father, who I'm just going to call Marin. That's the last uh, pronunciation we heard on the show was Marin. So I'm going to go with that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, their scenes were really emotional and um, just very compelling in terms of their relationship and what they were going through and how Marin was having to say goodbye essentially and teach his son some things. So I really did like their performances and their relationship over the course of the season. Uh, Carl Lumbly, so good, wasn't he? He was so good. So adorable. Space granddad. Just, you loved him in every scene. Um, I would go with Jeremy Jordan, actually. This was a surprise to me, even when I was thinking about it, um, because Jeremy got a couple of really great scenes in Shot Through the Heart, which was a win-centric episode, um, and he also got a really great scene with James in the episode Of Two Minds, and he just, when they would give him heartfelt scenes that really got to the who the character of Wynn was, how he was this kid who had grown up with his father who became this uh, evil toy man who killed people and did all these awful things. And he had to grow up with that. And his mother abandoned him. You know, he's got, he's got all these issues. And Jeremy really, every time they gave him really meaty material, he knocked it out of the park. I felt for Wynn so much in a lot of these episodes and he's such a great character in terms of his his spirit he's very you know upbeat most of the time but when he got those uh, great scenes to play where you really got to know who when is because of where he came from and what he had been through ah uh, man jeremy I, I just wish they had given more uh things like that to him because he was really really good uh, right, let's see in the chat we've got some love for david harewood even some love for adrian pastar he, he, I mean, we forgot that Morgan Edge was there, <laughs> but when he was there, he was actually pretty good. A lot of times, though, uh, Morgan Edge would have his hair messed up because he had been in some bad situations. So uh, also give a shout out to uh, Adrian Pazdar's hair because uh, there was also a great performance from his hair. Uh, lots of love for David Harewood. Uh, yeah, uh, even some love for Jeremy down there. So at the actors really put in some good work in season three. All right. So let's move on to a uh, favorite character. Jordan, this is, this is tough. Cause there's a lot of good characters on Supergirl. Who would you it say? Is tough. Who would you say was your favorite character of season three? Okay. And this is not limited to series regulars, correct? Uh, yeah, it can be, it can be any character. It can be Pam from HR. It can be Demos. It can it can be a snapper car off screen somewhere. It can be it can be any character on the show you want want it to be. Okay, all right, cool. And in, in that case, I'm going to go with Marin because when he was first introduced on the show, and I mean, first of all, of course, the first thing I started uh, that that really hooked me on his character was, like I said before, Carl Lumley voicing him. I mean, or sorry, playing him, the voice of Martian Manhunter though in the DCAU. And I mean, you you couldn't. This is one. Of, I, it's like I said before. Supergirl has done such a phenomenal job with legacy casting, and this is one of the best examples. I mean, and Carl Lumley killed it. First of all, not only did they give him so many, well, they gave him two types of scenes. They gave him some. He had some of the most hilarious scenes of the season. I mean, there were some really funny scenes with him adjusting to life on Earth, especially <laughs> that I just found that I just found just 
really funny. But then also all the emotional stuff with him and Jean, especially towards the end. I mean, there was the whole thing with him uh, losing his memory, sort of having Martian dementia, if you will. And I mean, that was was really that was really sad and i mean to see the way things ended up with that you know with the whole storyline of him transferring his memories to jean i mean it was really emotional stuff and i mean he just killed it conveying the emotion in those scenes so it was it, it was amazing to have carl lumley on the show and he did an excellent job um in the role yeah he he discovered brown water and, yes, he, and yes, he, was a- he cheated at charades and he <laughs> outed uh uh jean's invisible friend zook uh, which made everybody <laughs> laugh. So he did have those quirky moments, but he also could play those really heart-wrenching scenes where Marin was losing his memory and trying to fight it. You know, he was trying to trying to be in denial of what was happening to him and try to act like it wasn't a big deal. Um, but yeah, he 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 covered a lot of ground emotionally throughout this season. So I I I think that's a great choice. He was fantastic. I- um, for me, I, I really hate myself because normally I would just say Kara. Kara is my favorite character. Um, and if you had asked me about the first half of the season of season three, I would have absolutely, without a doubt, said Kara. Um, because the first half is just very Kara-centric, uh, had a lot of great stuff for Kara. But when I look at the season as a whole, I found myself really cheering for Samantha. I was I was concerned about her from the get-go with her and Ruby. That carried all the way through, and I was worried about her until the very end. So I think for season three, I think that my favorite character was Samantha. Uh, let's see. We got some answers in the chat. Uh, Madtown Davidson says his uh, favorite character was... Uh, favorite character was Kara. Rachel says, uh, first half of season three, favorite was Sam. Uh, second half, Brainy. Good choices. Uh, Mark HB says, Marin, uh, which let's uh, get that spelled right. It's M-Y-R apostrophe N-N. There's a wandering ap- apostrophe, guys. Always got to keep, keep it in mind. Uh, let's see. Jesso1384 uh, says, favorite character was Sam. And uh, Comicer Girl says she's going to have to stick with Kara. I mean, it's a solid choice. You can't go wrong with your favorite character being Supergirl on Supergirl. So I think that is an acceptable answer. Uh, let's see. We also got a love in there, too. I saw. Yeah. Wally West 20 says uh, Wally West 27 says uh, favorite character was Monel. Uh, he did get that awesome costume, his Legion costume. And, and we did get to see him uh, in terms of his growth with his wise beard. His great. His, I mean, he did have a good beard this season. Uh, so <laughs> there was that. So we did get some good Monel stuff this season. Um, even if I wasn't crazy about the love triangle, we did. I was mostly Mon positive. Mostly. There were a couple of times <laughs> where I, I went down the scale and went to Mon negative, but I was, I was basically kind of in the middle for most of the season. I was, I was a little Mon neutral. Uh, it was our, interesting to see Chris Wood get to play a very different Monel than the one true. we saw last so I, I really enjoyed that. But then also there was that one scene where he was playing sort of Mike, his Mike persona again, which it was pretty funny to see him get back to that for one scene. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I was definitely Mon positive this season, I'll say. He did. He, he did get to play uh, Mr. Mike Matthews <laughs> at one point uh, going <laughs> undercover. So that, that was pretty good. He did get to play a little more confident uh, version of Mon-El, so that was that was good to see. Okay, so let's uh, uh, actually let's give an, an update for the fundraiser while we're here before we get to the next category. We are now at eighty nine percent of our goal. We're at uh, one thousand three hundred and thirty five dollars. We are so close, you guys. We are so close. Uh, if you have anything that you can give and donate, please go to dctvpodcast.com slash fundraiser. We, I mean, we don't have that much left. We can, I think we can do this, you guys. So let's go to uh, uh, get $1,500 for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. They do a, a ton of great stuff for kids who have uh, gone through illnesses and have had a really tough time. And they do really amazing things uh, with those kids to, to make them smile and let them have a good day. And um, so I, I think it's a really um, good cause to put your money towards because it's going to go to something really magical. So if you have anything you can give, go to dctvpodcast.com uh, slash fundraiser and donate to Make-A-Wish. Okay, so where were we? Okay, favorite guest star, Jordan, of all the guests. We had a lot of great guest stars in season three. 
a, a ton of them, actually. Uh, so which one uh, would you pick as your favorite? I'm going to go with Carl Lumley. Uh, for all the reasons I said why I love Marin so much this season, yeah, I've got to go with Carl Lumley. Not, and again, not, but it's a mixture of two things. I mean, he gave an excellent performance, but also, of course, the legacy casting aspect of it. I mean, I, yeah, Carl Lumley. Yeah, it was funny. I I wondered before Carl Lumbly showed up on the series, I was like, I wonder if I'm going to hear Martian Manhunter in his voice. And the moment he opened his mouth, I was like, yep, that's Martian Manhunter. (laughs) That's that's Martian Manhunter. So yeah, he was he was great. I think for me, I would also actually pick Carl Lumbly. Um, He was he was a real standout in terms of uh, guest characters this season. I mean, we had some good ones. We had some really, really good ones. But uh, I think for me, I would give it up to Carl Lumbly. Um, we actually have a lot of love for Eve Tessbacher. We have a <laughs> lot, of, lot of love for Eve down there in the chat, uh, which I've, I love to see. Um, Eve, Eve actually got a lot of screen time towards the end of this season. I wonder if we're going to see more of her in season four because she's now working with Lena Luther. So we've got a Luther and a Tessbacher working together. So I'm, I'm now we just need an Otis. We just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll pick up an Otis somewhere, I'm sure. Uh, and, and he'll be the real dumb one of the group. <laughs> and he'll, he'll, he'll drag them down and they won't accomplish anything. And uh, Lena will be very upset. Uh, but yeah, I could, I could see, I could see that happening. But I'm very intrigued by the uh, partnership between Lena and Eve now in season four. I really want to see where that goes because surprisingly, Eve is super smart. Like she, I think it's nuclear physics. She like had been reading scientific journals, and it, it even surprised Lena. Who knew she was some super smart science genius? Who knew? Um, okay, so we got to get into our villain categories now. We've talked about some, some good characters, but now we got to get to the bad guys. So, Jordan, who of all the, the great villains that we had in season three, who was your favorite? Got to give it to Rain. Got to give it to Rain. I think you were talking, you were singing Odette Animal's praises earlier, and I got I to gotta second that because I thought she did such an outstanding job. Um, I thought she was great as Sam, but especially as Rain. I mean, that the fight, uh, the big fight in the midseason finale that reminded me a lot of the Superman versus Zod fight from Man of Steel. I mean, that uh, that was the one moment in the season where she really stood out to me as Rain when she was talking to Carl before she threw her off that building. I mean, that was I, I thought she killed it. And I'll, I'll make another Smallville reference because I felt like the Sam Rain stuff this season was so similar to the Davis Bloom Doomsday stuff in Smallville Season 8. So I, as someone who loved that in Smallville Season 8, I love that sort of the parallels there between um, what Supergirl did with Rain this season and what Smallville did with Doomsday in Season 8. So, uh, yeah, got to give it to Rain. Yeah, she she really whooped Supergirl's butt a couple of times this season. Uh, she really uh, was a real threat and uh, I, I think that's an excellent choice. Uh, I would also pick another world killer, uh, but uh, this might surprise some people. Might not, uh, but I would pick Pestilence. I really loved Pestilence. Uh, Dr. Grace Parker, who gave up so easy in the rainforest, she just she gave up easy. She was like, I want to be evil. Goodbye. And it just cracks me up how how quickly she gave in to being a villain. And uh, you know what? I, I like a good villain who knows who they are. Uh, so that uh, that surprised me how much I enjoyed Pestilence. Out of all the world killers, I think she was my favorite. Uh, so uh, let's see if what the chat has to say. I think there was uh, Thomas Coville, love, some, some T-Co. Uh, in the chat room, I mean, Thomas Coville actually did have an arc throughout the season. He was there kind of early on. We got to meet him early on in the cult days, in the Children Row days, and he was there up until the uh, season finale. Is he dead? We don't know. He could come back. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe T. And another is still alive. Cast because uh, Chad Lowe uh, played Shazam on uh, Young Justice. Uh, That's I think right. both he and his brother played Shazam. Actually, like they. I think one, I can't remember who played him first and then who played him second, but weirdly enough, they both played him. But, uh, yeah. Well, if you ever meet Chad Lowe in person, ask him to say, Shazam! He'll, prob- <laughs> he'll probably give you a, a good one. Uh, we got a, love, a lot of love for Rain. Uh, Morgan Edge could have been good if he hadn't disappeared off the face of the earth. I agree, Jesso1384. Where did he go? Nobody knows. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, I see Rachel here pointing out that Ruby's school was Davis Middle School. So uh, if that was an intentional nod to Davis Bloom, that is amazing. <laughs> I did could, not catch that. It could be. The, the the arcs were very similar in terms of how they, they didn't really know what was going on with them. And then they started to discover some things and it got out of control. So, yeah, I, I could definitely see that uh, happening. Uh, Rachel says, I thought you were going to say Vita. Oh, man, Vita. She was the dumb one of the uh, Kryptonian witches. She was not smart. She was easily trickable. I, I have a little soft spot for Vita, but not as much as my love for Pestilence uh, and giving up so quickly in the rainforest. That was my favorite. Uh, let's see if there's any more love. Uh, Comicker Girl says, I thought Edge went to jail. Maybe he did. I've forgotten all about him. So maybe that's going to, we're going to do a a season three retrospective on Supergirl Radio. So maybe I'm going to have to go back and look and see what happened to Morgan Edge because I don't remember. He just disappeared. Uh, Purity was also good. The World Killers, I think, were pretty outstanding, I think. Um, They they had a lot to live up to because I was very excited about the World Killers. And I think they did a pretty good job. All right. So we've gotten our favorite villain. So let's hit best villain because this could be different. Uh, so, Jordan, uh, who, was, who do you think was the, the best villain of the season? Same for me. It's, uh, it's Rain. Got to go with Rain again. Well, I would actually agree with you. I think in terms of the best villain who really took the heroes to task and made everything, all, all the, the stakes had to go up because of what they were doing, I think Rain was the character who did that. And she was such a threat that the only ways to defeat her were to turn back time and change Samantha's DNA. That, that is how badly they had to defeat Rain and the links they had to go in order to take her down. And then some phantoms, I guess, came and dragged her away to who knows where. Maybe she's in the phantom, phantom zone. We don't know. Uh, but yeah, I think Rain was the best villain of the season. I was a little disappointed with Selena. Maybe, maybe I could have gone the Selena route, but I think Rain, you, you can't beat Rain in season three. A lot of love for Rain in the chat. So I think that was a cool nod, though, Rebecca, to the Supergirl movie with Selena. I thought that was really cool. I was really excited when they revealed who that was because we had seen her pretty much all season when Rain would go to the Fortress of Sanctuary. We would see her. We didn't know her name. We didn't know her story. We, I thought she was just an AI that was in there. And it was revealed that she was on Argo City and her name was Selena. And I was like, what? <laughs> That's awesome. But, you know, I was kind of hoping for, for more from Selena. Maybe she'll break out of whatever prison that uh, Allura took her to back in Argo City. And maybe she'll come back and cause some mischief. Maybe she's not done, hopefully. Uh, so, uh, we'll, we'll have to see if Selena ever makes an appearance. She could have been a contender, but rain out, uh, outdid her this season. Uh, just a quick update on the, uh, make a uh, wish fundraiser. We are now at $1,347, which is 89% of our goal. Guys, so close. Just want to repeat it before we finish up. We're so close. If you can give anything, go to dctvpodcast.com slash fundraiser, share it with all your friends and family, post it on social media, beg people, you know, take somebody out to dinner and, uh, you know, promise them uh, to hang out or something, you know, uh, you know, get people involved, get your friends and family involved and say, hey, you got to give to Make-A-Wish because they do some awesome things for kids. Um, So if you can go to dctvpodcast.com slash fundraiser. All right. So what category are we going? Oh, this is a good category. Favorite moment or scene in season three? Jordan, which one would you pick? I went with Kara talking to, well, I'm just going to say Erica Durant because she was she was playing Jean, who was disguised as Allura, but who was really calling herself Noelle Neal, which is a cool <laughs> nod to the former Lois Lane actress. But um, anyway, from Midvale, um, so I guess no surprise there, given that I selected Midvale for like three different categories already. <laughs> But, uh, but, yeah, I thought that was such a touching moment. Um, again, like getting, like I said, get, getting the fact that they were able to get Erica Durant for the, their Smallville homage episode, like, I mean, they, I mean, I guess, I don't know if they would have done that anyway if she wasn't already part of the show this season, if they hadn't already recasted Allura as Erica Durant. But the fact that that worked out and everything, and, I mean, this scene, this scene was the epitome of Midvale's Smallville nods. Uh, so, 
I just, I, I loved it. Yeah, that's a, that's a good pick. Um, mine would be from the episode called Both Sides Now. It's a, it's a scene where Kara and Alex are sitting in the unnamed alien dive bar. And Kara tells Alex, she says, you will have all the things. And Alex tells Kara, I'm glad that you're the way that you are. I, I just really loved that scene because it was a very good Danvers sister scene. And I thought Kara... Uh, she was just so cute how she was encouraging her sister who was so down in the dumps and Kara just, you know, her optimism and her hopefulness just rubbed off on Alex in such a way that Alex started smiling and, uh, she seemed a little better. She seemed a little lighter after Kara said that. And just the way that Melissa says, you will have all the things. I, I just, I just enjoyed that scene so much. So that was, that was my favorite when I look back at season three um let's see uh comica girl says the part in triggers when alex finds Kara speaking kryptonian that there's some good damber sister stuff in that one uh the car and rain fight scene from 309 uh (laughs) jessa 1384 says the super clap from the crossover that was pretty awesome we got to see Kara use her super clap powers uh, the streaky scene from Legion of Superheroes gets a mention in the chat. Uh, wins goodbye uh, from the finale. Yeah, there's some good ones in the chat. Good mentions. Uh, let's see. I think that's it in terms of favorite scene or moment from season three. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna e- narrow it even further down into favorite Kara Danvers moment. So I'm specifically thinking of moments where Kara is. Cara Danvers, not necessarily Supergirl. So, Jordan, do you have a moment like that in season three? I do. She's technically using her powers in the scene, That's but okay. she's not in costume. Okay. Um, and that is, again, gotta go with the Midvale episode. It's a solid um, episode, you guys. It's a fantastic it's so episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's when Cara goes to fly to save Alex from uh, Sheriff Collins in, in Midvale. Um, when she and you got that um, sort of that voiceover, I guess, from Alex talking to Sheriff Collins, like somebody's always. She's I, I can't remember the exact lines that she's talking, about, but like somebody's always listening or whatever. Yeah. And she's coming, and then Cara comes and saves her. And I mean, again, the Smallville nod with you know the sheriff being corrupt, just like Sheriff Ethan on Smallville. But just such an exciting moment with Kara, you know, and it's a real good bonding moment between the two of them. I mean, as was that whole episode where, you know, the whole flashback was was about them, you know, bonding and becoming closer. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, that scene in particular when Kara comes to save her, it was so awesome. Like a real fist pump, uh, you know, inspirational moment there. So, yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's a that's a great moment because it, it feels like the first time that Alex really trusted Kara and wanted Kara to come save her. Because uh, I think Alex, for a long time, didn't know what she was going to do about this alien who's now in her home and pretending to be her sister. Well, I guess at that time, she would have thought that Kara was pretending to be her sister. But in Midvale, they become sisters. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's a really, really great moment. Uh, for me, uh, mine would be the streaky scene in Legion of Superheroes. I just That one really hit me on an emotional level because... Car tells the story about how she found Streaky and uh, she found him right after she came uh, to Earth from Krypton after she had to escape the destruction and she felt this emotional kinship with Streaky and she even says he was a stray too like she thought of herself as a stray and and she she tells Brainy about how like she would go out at night and feed Streaky and how she was worried she would hurt him so she wouldn't touch him and she had to practice being gentle with Streaky and that experience with Streaky helped her feel like a human. And that just that scene sticks with me in season three just because uh, it says so much about what Kara's experience was when she first came to Earth and the things that she had to go through to, to get to where she is now. And I just think it's so cool that Streaky played such an important role in her life in developing her, her ability to fit in on Earth. And, I, you know, when I was a kid I, I had a cat for eight years i'm now like horribly allergic to cat dander for some reason but i had a cat growing up and and i just you know i thought about my cat when i saw car was streaky so i guess i felt a little bit of an emotional kinship with that scene so i that would be my favorite car danvers moment uh there's a mention by madtown davidson in the chat of the Moment where Kara is slowly unbuttoning her shirt in search of lost time. That's a good one, too. Everybody's shocked that she's not just ripping it off. 
like she does all the other times. Uh, all right, so uh, let's see. Kara f- sleep flying was also a great moment. Uh, I think uh, we're going to have to go really quickly on these next couple of awards because we're running out of time. We talk so much. There's so much to say about Supergirl Season 3. Okay, so really quickly, uh, Supergirl, a favorite Supergirl moment, Jordan. Uh, this is with Kara in the Supergirl suit doing something super heroic, probably. Uh, what would you pick? Yeah, I'm going to go with the very first scene of the entire season when we get the Superman Returns moment where she's, you know, in the sky listening out for everybody. And we, she's, well, that was the Superman Returns part of it, but she's uh, she's daydreaming about uh, Mon-El and Nalura, which I just thought was so beautifully shot, especially like that that whole scene in the field. I, I loved it. And then when she goes to save Alex and Maggie from, I think, Bloodsport. Um and yeah, I thought that scene was awesome and such an excellent way to start the season. And you know, seeing Kara, she's at a you know sort of a bad place when the season starts. But I mean, that was just an awesome Supergirl moment. So I love that. Yeah, and the song I think uh, "Daydreaming" is playing right before that, and it's just kind of funny to think about. You know, Supergirl was up there in the sky daydreaming. <laughs> what was she? What was she doing? She wasn't paying attention. Uh, but yeah, that is that is a great moment. Great visuals. Um, for me, I would pick the moment from the episode Rain. Uh, it, it, is a, it is a moment that has stuck with me for the entirety of the season. And it just uh, it visually symbolizes what I think Supergirl stands for as a character. There's a, there's a really small moment where Supergirl has just gotten roughed up by Rain. I mean, Rain is kicking her butt. And there's a moment where Rain is trying to hit her with some kind of pipe. I guess she got it out of the street or something. She's about to hit her with this big thing. And Supergirl pulls her arm back and stops it. And and she gets back into the fight. And there's something about that moment to me that shows that even though Supergirl was beaten up and she ultimately loses that fight, but she never quit. She never gives up. And I think that that is something that I try to remember when I, you know, go through life that, you know, no matter what life deals you, no matter what's bad is going on in your life, you can keep fighting, you can keep going. And I think that's really cool. And there's a quote that I love that uh, a guy named Robert McKee said, he's, he's kind of like a script writer, teacher. And uh, he has this really great quote where he says, people are drawn to character. Character is dis- defined by struggle. Give someone an easy button and they aren't interesting kick them in the teeth again and again, and you find out who the character really is. And I think that moment for me showed who Supergirl really was in season three. She was a character who, no matter what happened to her, she got beaten up and she got uh, kicked around. She, I mean, almost literally got kicked in the teeth. I mean, I think Rain did everything but kick her in the teeth. Um, So I thought that that showed so much about who uh, Supergirl and Kara was as a character. Uh, that she wouldn't quit even if she got uh, beaten. And really quickly, um, we can get this last one out. Season 3 MVP Jordan, who would you give it up to as the most valuable player, the person who was the most important of the season? Without this person, without this character, the season would not have been any good. Who would you uh, give it to? I'm not sure there's any character that I would say the season would have been any good without, but I, for me, I've got to give it just because he brought so much to this season for me. Like I, I just, I loved, I loved every scene he was in. So for me, it's Marin, like for, for all the reasons I said before, why I loved him as a character, of course, loved Carl Lumley in the role. So I, I've got to give it to Marin. Well, Marin did play a, a pretty important part there at the end of the season. If he did not sacrifice himself, the core of the earth would not be stabilized. So I, I, I could say that he's the most valuable player of the season. That seems like a, a fair judgment call. Uh, for me, I think it would be Odette Annabel. I think she, I mean, she almost carried the season this, this season. Uh, without her, I don't think a lot of the plots would have worked. Um, she did a, such a great job in her performance and her acting. And uh, she she lifted a lot of the story and carried a lot of it on her, her back. So uh, I would have to give it up to Od- Odette Annabel for her performance as Sam and Rain. Uh, Madtown Davidson would also say Sam and Odette. Uh, Wally West 27 says Kara. So, um, yeah. A lot, of, a lot of love for those ladies because they, they do a really good job. They put in a lot of hours, a lot of work, um, and they make it look good. Um, let's see. Jesso1384 says Odette. 
also Katie McGrath. She did uh, turn out to have a pretty big part in the, the last part of the season as well. Uh, she was using that brain of hers to, to figure out all that sciencey stuff. So great, great choices, guys. Um, I think we're going to have to start wrapping up, though, because we're, we're running out of time. Uh, so I think that's going to do it for this third annual Supergirl Radio Awards. Thanks, everybody, for playing along and making some picks with us in the uh, chat. And uh, so, Jordan, where can our listeners, if they want to catch up with you and find out more about your, your thoughts on Supergirl, where can they find you on the Internet? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm on most social media at BatfanJordanV. Uh, actually, I'm locked out of Twitter right now, but hopefully that'll be resolved soon. But uh, probably Instagram is the best place, uh, at BatfanJordanV. But yeah, I'm on most social media at that handle. Um, and then also my podcast, Multiverse Musings, a DC Comics podcast. Talk about all things DC, including, of course, Supergirl. And Rebecca will be on our Supergirl uh, review, uh, Supergirl Season 3 review, I should say, uh, which is coming out shortly. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Um, I actually personally would like to be locked out of Twitter. I think that would actually be a blessing <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I'm like, just just not lock me out, lock me out, and then that way I won't get on, on there. Uh, but so, so count it as a blessing. Don't count it as a curse. Um, well, cool. Silver linings. Yes, silver linings. Well, everybody should check out uh, – Jordan's podcast, a lot of great DC stuff there if you're a big DC fan. Um, well, you guys you guys know how to find Supergirl Radio. Go to supergirlradio.com. All of our links are on the right side of the page. You can check us out on social media. We've got a Spotify playlist that features all the music on the show. We're on DC uh, DC's fan page at dccomics.com slash dc-fans. We're on the Apple Podcast, Stitcher Radio. Uh, so you can catch us on those platforms. Uh, we are also a part of the DC TV podcast uh, family. We have a DC TV podcast feed, so you can subscribe to the mega feed and listen to all the shows. It automatically downloads every show for you, so you don't even have to you don't have to subscribe to like a million uh, podcast feeds. You can just get the one, and you can get them all in one place. And uh, we have I, I think there's a promo code in the DC TV. Uh, podcast t public store right now so if you go to the t public store which you can go to supergirlradio.com there's a t public link at the top of the page and if you use the promo code dctv podcasts with an s you can get uh, about 30 percent off if you would like to do that and uh, as for me i am on twitter reluctantly sometimes uh you can find me at derby kid i'm also on instagram at the derby kid just recently bought a new dslr camera trying to practice with it so i got some new picks up there uh i'm, I'm also on youtube youtube.com slash duckmilkprod i'm a contributor to jlu podcast we're talking about wonder woman and justice league and i am the voice of a character named producer leanne on a podcast called the fakest so you can check that out it's a silly uh narrative podcast a storytelling podcast with a bunch of crazy little stories it's a lot of fun and uh, if you're in the area, in the Atlanta area on July 15th, uh, you should check out Atlanta Comic Con because I'm going to be doing a panel with uh, Supergirl Radio uh, guest Michael Bailey. Uh, we're going to be talking about Supergirl and Krypton and the similarities and the differences on how they depict the planet Krypton and the culture. So that's going to be really fun. We'll probably release it as a Supergirl Radio episode. Uh, so even if you can't come to Atlanta, you'll still be able to hear it. All right, guys, I think that we're going to wrap up this uh, hour of Supergirl Radio on the DC TV Podcast Marathon fundraiser for uh, Make-A-Wish. And let me do one last check before we get out of here. Oh, we are uh, now up to $1,367. We're now at 91%. So we raised a little bit of money here, Jordan. So I'm glad we could uh, we could do that. Yeah, give it up. Give it up. If you can donate anything, go to dctvpodcast.com slash fundraiser and give to Make-A-Wish. Great organization, and uh, we're, we're glad to support them this year. So until the next Supergirl Radio Awards, I'm still Rebecca Johnson, and thanks for joining us for this hour of the DCTV Podcast Marathon to raise money for Make-A-Wish. 
Up next is a podcast that you should absolutely you should you said you should. I'm having a hard time How, talking. How's that going, Rebecca? I am not speaking very well after this hour <laughs> of Supergirl not. Radio. But you ruined my joke now, Andy. I can't. Well, actually, I ruined my joke, and then you. You can, it. You can listen to the podcast without watching the show. Yes. So coming up next is Legends Tomorrow podcast. With uh, I will be filling in for the Legend Ladies, and we're gonna have some special guests on. So Rebecca. Get, take a hike because it's time for you to leave. No, I'm <laughs> I, I love when I can just kick you all. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Jordan, uh, if you want, you're more than welcome to come uh, to join us for the assembly hour in about an hour from now. So oh, nice, I would love to. Thank you. Oh yes, please come on. I will call you up then. Yes, okay. excellent. Uh, I'll be there. Uh, what time? In one hour from now. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. I'll be there. Thank you. Awesome. All right. Okay. So even if you don't uh, watch the show, you, even if you don't watch Legends of Tomorrow, you can still listen to the Legends of Tomorrow podcast. It's still a great podcast, so you should abs- absolutely listen to them. So stick around because the Legends of Tomorrow podcast is up next. <laughs> <laughs> 